Wow. They all laughed at me, didn't they? They all said that the Premier League champions, they're never gonna never gonna lose three two. Never to a team like Villa. Never to a team who were <laughs> they went down last season. But I put that I put three two. And unfortunately I was wrong. But I'm joined with Anthony Bill and I'm joined with Stephen. Before off the Woodwork podcast. Anthony, how did your team do this week? Well, you know what? Baltimore did a really good job this week. They, um, did they? They beat, they beat Washington, which oh, you know, good. they're that's not a great good. team, but it's all important because we, we want to get to the Super Bowl. So, you know, Baltimore, yeah, no. great weekend, not much to complain about. So, yeah, uh, let's move on. Fair play. Um, yeah, no, let's, good. let's move on to the next, the next subject. Yeah, let's okay, talk cool. about... Um, let's talk about your week, Stephen. How's your week been? All right? <laughs> uh, my team didn't do too well either this week. Um, are you in Chicago? We're too... Well, Brentford. We were 2-0 up at half-time and somehow lost 4-2. If that, if that isn't the most Brentford thing yeah, ever. Let's spend know. a lot of time talking about that, so we really won't have yeah. time for anything else. Yeah, no, completely fair. Um, so, Brentford haven't started the season well, have they, Steve? They never do. They never do. I'm not worried. At least we didn't, we didn't lose Ben Rama. Well, not yet, anyway. Not yet. There's still time. Still time. Paddock buys. Anyway, um... <laughs> So obviously, you know, um, Premier League has been pretty mental since um, since the season started. Um, and I know you're, a, yeah, you're a big Baltimore fan, so you don't know much about Premier League. But there was a, um, <laughs> there, was a few, there was a few surprising results this weekend, um, as you might be able to tell. Aston Villa beat who's that? Live uh, Liver, Liver, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool. Aston Villa beat Liverpool seven two. Um, don't know who they are. It must no. be quite a small club to lose to Villa 7-2. Um, and Man United lost at home 6-1 to Tottenham. They're the two main games from this week. Oh, I, I did remember hearing some of this, this Liverpool. Oh, yeah? Really? Um, didn't they beat Chelsea very comfortably um, a few weeks ago? Um, I feel, I feel like I remember that. Aren't, aren't they, like, aren't they the, the, the champions? You know? like, aren't they supposed to be this really good team? Because that doesn't think, no, make no, any no. sense. No, you're thinking doesn't make of, any sense. No, 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 you're not thinking. You're thinking, of, you're thinking about you're, the, the Liverpool women's team you're thinking about. No, they're not very good. They got relegated. Um, so we're going to move on then. Yeah, and the first game we're going to talk about is this. Liverpool, is it pronounced, Stephen? You're good at pronunciations. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they're, they're the second smallest club on Merseyside. Oh, um, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, and of course you're talking about the prestigious Everton. Um, who I'm talking about Tramere, actually. Tramere number one, obviously. Um, yeah, that 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 I'll agree to. Yeah. Okay. Right, let's, right. Let's let's just get into this pro- properly now. Okay, we'll get into it. Oh, we'll right. get into it. How, how much you, how much detail you want me to go into here? Um, quite a lot. Actually, I'll tell you what. Let's. Do, when are we going to do the uh, latest round of uh, prediction scoring? Because I'm intrigued. I'm very right, okay. intrigued. So, at the end of last week. I was on 16, Stephen was on 12, Matt was on 11. Mm-hmm. After This is the final week, because now we've got the international break. We'll go again afterwards. So no mm-hmm. predictions this week, guys. Yep. So what want to do, like Lithuania. No, thank you. <laughs> so for the least amount of points this week, in joint second or last, Stephen and Matt, you both got six points. Uh, I've got it. Because well, while you got that. the right winner, Matt, yeah, okay, we got the scoreline wrong, of course. But we, we all got United scoreline wrong, we all got the Leicester scoreline wrong. Um, 
same with, well, no, Stephen got a point for Leeds v City. But you and I did get three points for Liverpool v Arsenal. Um, oh, yeah, the free one. And I, due to that, and due to getting a lot of the right winners, have nine points. Okay. So, so you Matt, you finished on 17 points. Stephen, you finished on 18. And I finished on 25. Good. Uh, Reigning, just... defending. <laughs> it's kind of like the gap between uh, Everton and Liverpool at the moment. Oh, fuck off. Oh. <laughs> Three points with four games in. Calm down. This used to be a family show. Aston Villa beat Liverpool 7-2 this weekend. Um, he warned us. He did warn us, Ollie Watkins, you know, he was going to be a big player. He scored a first half hat-trick. Perfect hat-trick. Header, left foot, right foot. Yeah, it was perfect, especially that second one. That was lovely. Um, so yeah, right. let's go into this. Game. So let's what go we can infer from that is Tim Ream from Fulham is better than Virgil van Dijk because he kept oh, a clean sheet against up. them in the Wembley shut up. Uh, playoff shut final. Up, shut up, shut up. None of this purposeful, like trying to bait stuff, like genuine conversation here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to go into this because I'm at the end, the end I was laughing because look, no, it's a bad, no, right. It was a bad, it was a bad result. It, yeah. it was a shocking result. Liverpool should not be playing that way. They played poor defensively. Yeah. But truthfully, guys, I'm not worried. You know, like, and in fact, I think in a way this could be a really good thing because when Liverpool finally started to come up as a top team again, it was off the back losing 4-1 to Tottenham um, when Lovren got subbed off after half an hour for being shocking. Well, it's so, interesting. So what I mean is... I. I've been complaining for a while about Liverpool looking complacent and arrogant and fatigued. Mm. And I think this game will serve as the, like, the driving force behind them finally starting to show up again. Yeah, maybe. Um, the thing is, um, so obviously... I mean, it's like, no, knowing what we know about Klopp, knowing what we know about this team, you can't just go, oh, this one result means suddenly they're done, they're finished. That, no, of course not. That's, of course not, not. that's not how football works. Because, you know, just... like, Chelsea could lose 6-2 like, in four weeks' time. Or... You know, Man City could lose, and Man City lost five two. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, this does happen. It's rare, but it does happen. It's, it's a Premier and, League season where just mental things seem to be happening. Well, yeah, I I agree with that because I don't think you get that result with fans there. I don't think no, you get the Man United Spurs result with fans there, or the Leicester result, or yeah. the Man City Leicester result last week. I or the West Ham Wolves. Well, I don't think any of these fluke results were. That you wouldn't see normal seasons. I don't think you get them when fans are there, whether you're the opposition or the home team, because the you, thing is, you don't want to perform like that in front of your fans. The thing is, we say it's an off day, but an off day surely is losing two nil, three nil. It just off day doesn't doesn't two. have like a like effects on <laughs> when. But let, let's go into the goals, right? Okay, so first goal, the f- keeper error, that's on Adrian. Yeah, but three of three of um. Phyllis yeah, goal. deflections, deflections. And, no, and what I mean is, with, deflection, with that, on another day, maybe those aren't deflected and mm-hmm. Adrian saves them. Or maybe they're deflected and go wide. Because that's, yeah. that's the thing with deflections. You know, you've you basically made it impossible for your keeper to get it. So when you look at it that, and then you look at the fact of, you know, I, I don't think it is the build-up to one of the goals, there were suggestions of being offside. I don't think it was. I think it's close, but I don't think it was. But let's say it is. Mm. And that gets picked up another day. That's once again another goal that's on that is avoided. Yeah. So the thing is, seven two, and to be honest, it could have been more. But also, I think Liverpool 
at points did look good going forward. I think so, Jota, yeah. Robertson and Salah all looked good. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of shots. Um, the other thing I was going to say, um, this is something I've been saying with my friends for, for quite a while, watching Liverpool since the start of the season, and I've mentioned it to you as well. Liverpool are playing a really high line at the moment. They are. They are. And, and it's that it's it's worked suffering. for them in the past. I don't get why it's like obviously teams are now aware of it. But the thing with a high line and playing an offside trap is just because you're aware mm. of it doesn't mean you can beat it necessarily. Mm. You know, Liverpool. The thing is with tactics, it's eventually yeah. people will figure out how to counter them. And I think teams are starting to figure out how to counter the gate compress, and it's literally just a way and for someone to make a run past the high line and then lob it over the top. That's yeah, how you the beat time, that press. It's, it's, it's the timing of it, Stephen. There's a couple of instances where players have, like, everyone knows it. People have tried it and failed. This was just a time when Filler got successful. But once again, on another day, there's a couple of times where they tried to play the offside trap and Gomez was just a bit late, or one of the fullbacks was just a bit late. On another day, they're not, and it's offside. You know I mean? This was a game where Liverpool didn't look great. Gomez looked shocking, honestly. I don't want to see him on the starting lineup until after Christmas at this rate. You know, I think Gomez is one of those players that whenever there's competition for his place, he looks excellent. When Matip's fit and he's trying to keep Matip at the starting 11, Mm. Gomez looks brilliant. But Matip's injured and suddenly Gomez is just bad again. Trent hasn't looked great since the start of the season. I mean, defensively, he's he's never been amazing, but he's looking even worse now. Like I said, I think there is a kind of a complacency or arrogance. But sure, I don't... surely Gomez knows, well, if he, if he ain't playing well at the moment, even though Matip ain't there, he's got Fabinho who can slot into centre-back as well. I think there was another factor here. I, Liverpool were quite unlucky with some of the players that were out today. I'm not, once again, I, I honestly think we still lose if those players had been in. But that yeah, first yeah. goal doesn't go in with Alisson. Some no. of those goals probably are safe with Alisson in goal. Yeah. Manny, and Manny brings something else. Thiago because a lot of the stuff was Liverpool was sloppy passing mm. you know Thiago one thing we can say about him is he doesn't commit sloppy passes Henderson missing there is clear Henderson's ev- been a big miss a big miss well, that's the thing there's a clear e- there's clear evidence that Liverpool play far worse when Henderson's not on the yeah, pitch well, yeah we got that consensus so, now haven't we what I mean is well, for, the, for our next game which is against Everton all of our players will be back the thing. besides Alisson right yeah so Thiago will be available, Mane will be available, Henderson will be available. Mm. And I do think Liverpool outfit looks very different with those three players in. Yeah. I think this, I this, is, a, this is a bad result. Liverpool need to like, sort this us, stuff out. Yeah. But to me, it's a freak result. And I don't, I don't think this will have a big impact on where Liverpool finish. I, I still expect them at that I top suppose, end of the table. I suppose after losing to Villa, the, uh, the team you play next is probably the, uh, the one team you probably don't want to play at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everton, Everton are looking very good right now. But also, Everton are always a different team when they play us. Even yeah. if they're playing badly in the league, they're a great team when they play us. So I am nervous about that. Yeah. But I also know that, like I say, Klopp will be. He might play it off in, to the media. Yeah. I bet you he is furious right now. Oh, of course, no, no manager in his position will take that lightly. But that's um, what me. Yeah. yeah, sorry, go on. No, you, got you, Stephen, I was just going to say, um, you're, you're a notorious Aston Villa hater. Uh, we had them to go down. Uh, currently, they've won three games out of three, sitting third place in the league, I think. It's the Ollie Watkins effect, isn't it? I mean, yeah. the thing is with Ollie Watkins, I think he just, he just does everything so well. And he work, his work rate is insane. At some points, he's almost like another midfielder when he comes back to yeah. track back. 
I think one of the goals came off the back of him tracking back and winning a tackle. And he's mm. been doing that ever since at Brentford. He's just, he's the complete forward. Yeah. He, he's good at coming back and helping with the midfield. He's good at going forward. He's good at heading. He can dribble. He's quick. He's strong. I mean, he's yeah. just the perfect forward. And I think Aston Villa were very lucky to get him. I thought he could have easily gone to a, a bigger club in the Premier League and done he the job. He might do eventually. Do you, um, do you, do you think part of the reason why he probably didn't is because of this kind of stigma around getting players from the league below? You know, like... I think also really a big see... part of it was uh, reuniting with Dean Smith, obviously. Yeah. And he used to be a manager at Brentford, so... That's probably a big reason as well why he wanted to join Fitter in particular. Yeah. If you do so, look at Fella's front attacking force right now, it is much better. They've got Grealish, Grealish Walking, Barkley, and Trezeguet. That's two new McGinn. players going for and McGinn, sorry, as well. Yeah. They've got a lot of wet they've got a lot of um I nearly said weapons, but that's American football, sorry. They've got a lot got of players possible. going forward. Yeah. Um <laughs> and like I say, Fella, if they continue to play this way. They're, they've got no risk of going down. But once they, they can wait, they've played three games. There's still another 35 for them. Everyone else has played, well, not everyone, but majority of teams have played four games. Yeah. And there's still 34 games. You know what I mean? Like, this is still very early days, you know? I, like, gen- I genuinely think Ross Barkley to Villa might be one of the most underrated signings of the Premier League season. Yeah, I could see why. I think Ross Barkley, the problem is sometimes he's brilliant, sometimes he doesn't show up. It's, it's, it's inconsistency, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Is there anything else we want to discuss with the Liverpool Villa game? I could go on for days if you want, but like, nah, it's all right. Look, look, it's a it's a bad result for Liverpool. They've been shown up by a side that they are better. They are like despite the result, Liverpool are the better side out of the two. Villa mm-hmm. had a brilliant game. Liverpool was shockingly bad. Argue maybe there's a better luck. Doesn't matter. Villa were the better team. They deserve to win. But I once again, I still think Liverpool still going to be one of the top teams at the end. This doesn't change that. It just means. Oh, just one more point I want to add. Does like, do you think the failure to adapt to the tactic from Klopp was a mistake? Do you think he should have maybe changed it up and not? Because oh, obviously the reason why Liverpool lost is just the high line didn't work. They just kept breaking through. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it was the high line didn't work. Well, I mean, it didn't work. But I don't think the reason it didn't work is because of the tactic. I think it didn't work because Gomez and Trent on that right side were so poor that. Like I, th- I think if those two had been on the day, it does work because we've seen it work against lots and lots of teams. It's worked against teams from the top teams in Europe to the bottom teams in the Premier League. It has worked. This is the first game where it hasn't, right? Well, um, yeah, yeah. Because well, e- even the Leeds game, none, none of their goals came from attacking the high line. It came from brilliant build-up play and pressing Liverpool. This came from them beating the high line. It's, this is the first time it's really happened at such an extent. Mm. Um. But I think what's it's that, Gomez and Trent. Like that yeah. final goal, you see it. Gomez and Trent are like on the left. Like Gomez was but, off at that point, sorry. And he should have been off after the first 30 minutes. But Trent is like away at the centre-back position. What is he? Why was he so far at position? And that was the problem. Those two, that right side. Because if you think about it, all their goals came from attacking that right side. Do you think there were warning signs when um, Leeds got three goals past you? I th- I thought that would have been the wake up call for Liverpool, and then we played well against Chelsea. We played really well against Arsenal, and I thought, okay, yeah. that's fine. And then we've had this game. I'm hoping you can't get any more like kind of right yeah. get your act together games than losing that like that. Because mm. it wasn't like okay, the scoreline is bad, right? The scoreline is embarrassing. It was more the way Liverpool played defensively that annoyed me. Rather like the scoreline yeah. came from that. That's what annoyed me. Watching Gomez make tons of mistakes and. 
I, I, I do think Gomez is a good defender. I do rate him, but I think recently he has been very poor, and I think he needs some. You, you don't keep starting players if they're playing poorly, because then they just know they can get away with playing poorly. Yeah, you have to take. I honestly, I honestly think at the time I said it, and I, I honestly want to see if we could take Trent out of the team for a time. I would, but we can't. I would take Gomez out. I would take Wijnaldum out, and I would take Firmino out. I think those three need some time away from the starting eleven because I don't think they have they have earned that place. Okay. I think why not? I think Liverpool should like obviously they'll start with Firmino anyway, no matter what. what but I think Liverpool starting eleven has to be right now: Allison, Trent, Fabinho, Van Dijk, Robertson, Thiago, Keita, Henderson, Mane, Salah, Firmino. I don't think Wijnaldum, Gomez deserve to be in that starting eleven right now. Okay. Um, we'll move on. In that case, we spoke yeah. quite a lot of time on that. Um, you t- Steven spoke about Jurgen Klopp's tactics, but um, also imagine being 4-1 down at half-time and then bringing on Fred and Scotty McTominay. Um, Tottenham beat Man United 6-1 <laughs> away. Um, United went 1-0 up in the, pretty much the first minute with a penalty. Then Tottenham hit them straight away. Scored again. Then Martial got sent off which is pretty, uh, it was a pretty interesting one. Um, went in 4-1 at half-time and lost the game 6-1. What did you make of the game, Stephen? Um, Man United can't defend. I think we all saw that. <laughs> I mean, for that, is it with the first or second goal? Maguire was man-marking Luke Shaw. Yes, it was, uh, it was a bit of a weird one. What the hell was he doing? I was watching it with uh, one of my mates in the pub who's a, a United fan, and he was saying, Eric Bailly is United's best, best defender. And I'm thinking... <laughs> You spent if, 80 million from Maguire, yeah. yeah. Also, if we're talking about your best defender, it's probably the one who's just went out on Roma last season and has just signed for them on a permanent. <laughs> um, Look, yeah, see, it was not, not to come back to the Liverpool game, but if I'm, if I'm a United fan, I'm more worried about that result than the Liverpool result because yeah. Liverpool freak loss. United have been poor since the start of the season. You know, they just beat Brighton. They lost to Palace and they've lost again here. So and they they didn't they brought in a couple of players on deadline day and one of them was a player they actually needed, yeah. so there's that. But they didn't do throughout the whole summer. They did not recruit the way they needed to. Or like, so if I'm a United fan, I'm more concerned about like that. I'm more concerned about the fact that you know no matter what right now, like look, even before Martial gets sent off, I still think that's going to be a Tottenham three one for what like you know. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree. They they didn't look good. Yeah, and there's only so much some of your star players can do. Mm. You know, we were talking about Bruno Fernandes and how great he was at the end of last season. We're talking about Marcus Rashford and how how good he has been. Mm. We're talking about Pogba on his day, but there's only so much those players can do if the defence is making careless errors yeah. and letting in goals. I, I said, another thing I said, if Jadon Sancho was playing in that game, the score would have still been 6-1. <laughs> Like United's priorities, um, and to be fair, they they brought in Alex Tellez yesterday. Yeah, uh, which we'll go into in a bit. But um, yeah. and um, so they've made kind of some improvement. But, but here, um, this 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 is my theory. Klopp's playing four D chess. He had Liverpool lose like that, so everyone would forget about Ollie in losing six one. So Ollie stays as United manager because all of the pressure. For the long now. run. Ah, yeah, sure. Got, yeah. yeah. So he's take he's taking the limelight off Ollie. So, yeah. no one's going to be talking about is he going to be sacked or not 
And this way, because uh, Klopp's a really nice guy, he saw Patrice Evra in the Sky Sports studio looking sad after the game. So he's like, you know, I'll I'll cheer him up. Klopp's a real Robin Hood. (laughs) Klopp's a real Robin Hood. Takes points from Arsenal, Chelsea, gets him to fill up. I was surprised Patrice Evra was even allowed back in the Sky Sports studios after last time. (laughs) (laughs) What did he do last time? When he was speaking about David Moyes, he basically uh, said uh, Zaha shagged David Moyes' daughter just (laughs) on Sky Sports. Yeah. Um, so yeah there's that um, Neville's Neville's rant was also very interesting because yeah. you know like I say I, I think Gary Neville's the best pundit in football right now to be so honest so do I so do I I've always, um, I've always thought he was the best pundit uh, yeah it's really annoying because I want to dislike him as a player because he's yeah. a United player but he's better than Spitty yeah I think he was I, right it's I, like, this I think players, the two of them are a great pairing yeah. just the mentality in United right, right now is just so bad I think the players yeah. they don't care like they're not like, if you're at Liverpool City, you're there because you are, like, you are there to win titles. But I think at Man United right now, they're just there to finish fourth. They're it's there like, to make money, basically. Yeah. Um, that's like, yeah. With with Liverpool losing seven two, I I know for a fact those are things that Klopp and the players can fix. We've seen them fix it before. You know, we you have to give the benefit of the doubt to this Liverpool team that have been incredible for so long to think. Okay, even if even if like we're talking about you know not going to the league, we still expect them to bounce back from this and mm-hmm. be a good side throughout the season. But yeah. United, you don't expect United to bounce just, back. It's just the same old story for me with United. They just look like a team of individuals. Yeah. Um. Like and the defense is shaky. Yeah. Uh, is Alex Tennis going to make a massive intri- uh, impact? Probably. Probably he'll probably the be. The thing all is right. with him, he's more of an attacking um, fullback than a defensive fullback. Yeah, Wambasaka so. for me ain't it. He's an upgrade on Luke Shaw though. Yeah. Like when oh, yeah. I, I, I rate Alex Tellers. He is a good player, but it's the mm-hmm. same with um, Diash for. Uh, oh, did you Ancetti. see that? Did you see the, that yellow card Shaw got? It was brilliant. <laughs> the the thing is, both of them are while they've been proven in the Portuguese league, and this is no um, insult to that league, mm. but they're, they're two different. Like you know. Being a good player in another league does not constitute being a good player in the Premier League. I mean, look at mm. Eliakim Mangala. He was touted as the next big thing, and then he went to City, and he was basically useless. Well, so. Obviously, yeah, I that's really days. <laughs> yeah, but obviously, like, or, like you know, Jekyll never quite hit how great he was in Germany, or he's been at Roma while at Man City. Mm. You know, what I don't think Gabriel Jesus is all there. Um, I think that. You know, I, okay, I didn't watch the Palace the Chelsea game, so you can correct me, Matt, if I'm out of line here. But based yeah, on what we've seen, Havertz hasn't been everything he was touted to be immediately. Everyone was speaking like he was just going to come in and suddenly be player of the tournament of the league, just yeah, like that. He, he didn't do he, much against Palace. He, he hasn't quite shown his worth yet. And obviously, mm. there's still time. I'm not saying that it's a, he's in the bin now, but I'm saying that he hasn't shown his worth. Kepa, once again, like he was doing relatively well in the Spanish league. He's brought in for a lot of money doesn't deliver. We've seen it time and time again where players come into the Premier League being touted as very good players yeah. and they do not deliver. I think a lot of them do need time though. Um, oh yeah, you give them time. Fernandez came and he did pretty well to start with at United. Um, Perlisic at Chelsea, he took about nine months to get well, That's going. what I mean. He, he, yeah. he took a while as well. Yeah. Um, and he took an injury as well. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's 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 hard. Um, hasn't so, when he started Chelsea, he didn't. He wasn't like straight the, into it. The one thing I think that's interesting about this season, though, is I think this will be a good season if you're a neutral Premier League fan. 
get to the bit. Bloody hell. Well, because the last like three seasons, I mean, obviously last season Liverpool ran away. Two seasons before that, City ran away. Ooh. And then the season in between, it was a two-horse race that went to the final day, but everyone else was like behind. Yeah. So now we've got a league that I, I think maybe like 85 points might be enough to win the league this year based on what yeah. we're seeing right now. I've got the only thing this year is that Fulham are going down. I think that's the only yeah, guarantee. Really thing. Do we have to start looking at the potential of Sheffield United going down as well? Yeah, potentially. Um, Even the, Burnley. They, they... Burnley are looking terrible at the moment. Yeah, yeah but Burnley... Burnley always bounce back though. People like Burnley, yeah. other people had them pegged to go down last year and then they bounce yeah. back. So. I still don't think they'll go down, but um, yeah, they because I yeah I agree. I think they bounce back. I don't back. think yeah top um, ten this year. I got I got two more points of the United Spurs game. Um, one, we'll talk about uh, the red card. What do you think? Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I, for me, for me, it's just if you get a red card in for that, then you take Lamella off as well. Mm-hmm. I think you yellow yellow card them both. I think. Yeah. That wouldn't yeah. Be to do. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that should be a decision that was looked at a bit more thoroughly. Yeah, um, it was a weird one because um, he's, he's he, that's a l- l- typical Lamella move, isn't it? He's he's always been a bit of a scumbag. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I still yeah. Um, I still don't like him for that. Um, yeah, I don't like I, I I don't mind players overselling things because sometimes you have to because the ref might miss it. Yeah, but I don't like it when there's players who like to like deliberately look for dives. You know, Suarez has done it in the past. Lamela's done it. A lot of the Tottenham players got stick for it a few years ago. Fernandez, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I don't I don't mind, I don't mind if a player has actually been like there's contact and they oversell because yeah. even even if it's not a penalty, they're overset like. I, I, in my mind, it's they're overselling to get reaction from the ref. Yep. But also the ref could miss it. So like, there's there's a couple of components there that makes me less annoyed about that. But when players deliberately kind of go in and yeah. try and you know, oh. uh, Mourinho said they were too nice. We've all seen the evidence. Um, so yeah, um, Harry Redknapp said on Sky Sports last night, he thinks Tottenham could win the league. What do you think no. on that? No. no, no. Do you think they could contend for the league? Top four, possibly, I mean, but not the league. Top four. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that that starting eleven from last night, and if you put who's missing, Mora in there, maybe Bale in there instead of Lamella. You got Kane, Son, Bale. You have got Sissoko, Hoiberg, Ndombele. You got Regulon, Dyer, Sanchez, and Aurier. That's uh, I would say, uh, and, ob- and obviously Aurier wouldn't be playing either because Doherty. Our so, worst yeah. signing of the year award is not looking too bad this season. Who was Ndombele? Ndombele. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was yeah. based on last season. That was last yeah. season. And Domino's takeaway. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I give him players time. He didn't look good, but now he's come yeah. back in fresh. This and he's looked all right. I mean, he's I mean, at the bottom five. Don't get me if, wrong. But. If I had to do a prediction on who gets player of the year at the end of the season at the moment, I'd probably say Hyung Min Son. He's in that conversation, I think. Yeah. I mean, again, it's very early. You know, it's, it's yeah. like I say, there's no point even like cause, I mean, we could say Son now, and like by week twenty, he's not even in our minds for it. You know. Yeah. Um, this, isn't, this isn't like the like. Um, but going off the form that he normally goes off, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Put it that way. Um, yeah, but you I, tend mean, to... I mean, if you go for the player of the season so far, I mean, it's obviously Calvin Lewin. But <laughs> yeah. But once again, yeah, you, if you're using the same argument, then he has to be in there. Yeah. Um, which, unless anyone else wants to say anything else, uh, that may be a good segue into the team that are so far four from four. That's a bloody lootly. Everton beat Brighton four two. Um, Brighton again, it's it's harsh on Brighton. They start like well, they've just had a. They really haven't. Kind of yeah, that's the thing. They they haven't looked bad. Yeah. Um, but they just they just don't stand like they've had a re- like you say a really tough run of fixtures. Um, mm. what do we think of this Everton team then? 
where do, based on what we're seeing, what do we think of their potential? Top four, maybe. I mean, I think, I, I, you can, the way they've been playing, I mean, I, I want to say, yeah, they yeah. can be players the time, but I just can't, I can't bring myself I, I to think, I think at most top four, because like I say, it's still early. Everton's defence yeah. is still shaky. We saw yeah. it. You know, their, their defence isn't perfect. Like, that's an area that they build on next summer. But midfield and attack-wise, it's definitely a top four outfit right now. Yeah. I, but do they, do they have the depth? I'm not going to say anything until they beat a top team. If they beat a top team, then... They, they started the season beating Tottenham. If they beat Liverpool. Yeah, but I mean like top four. I, I mean, mean like a Liverpool weeks. or a City or a Chelsea or someone like God, that. God, tell you one thing. If I'm Everton, I'm fancy... After this weekend, I'm fancying my chances. At oh, yeah, yeah. You're licking your lips. Um, I think really it'll be a good the, game. But I, really I, I think Everton yeah. win that game, actually. Which what, against Lip? Nah, oh, I don't know. Early days. Um, I'm really underappreciated and underfought how well James Rodriguez would start in the Premier League. I didn't oh, think he's he was been gonna, brilliant. I didn't think he was going to That, gonna, that midfield three. I know that he played him on the wing this weekend and they had yeah. Yeah, Sigurdsson in, but that midfield three of James, um, uh, Decore and Allen is, like I say, that's a... When you actually look at that, that's a brilliant midfield for a team that finished... What Did everything finish bottom half of the table last year? Um, 12, didn't they? Oh, no, 12. Something yeah, like. well, my point is they didn't... like they. That midfield is much better than where Everton finished. And you have to think a lot of that is due to Ancelotti. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, he's a class manager. So, yeah, I, I, I still expect Everton will be um, yeah, challenging um, for the top four at least. I don't want to say Premier League yet. I still think. Well, based on, based on what we've seen from the teams who we expected to be top four, you kind of have to say that based on right now and based on this season, Everton until really. fans come back. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's be real. Fellow have had a great start, but they're not finishing top four. You know? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> I think avoiding um, relegation is definitely possible. But, um, but yeah. So that's the thing. Some of the other teams that we had pegged not to finish top four, who right now look better than the teams we did, are the likes. City haven't looked brilliant, I'll admit. Um, nah. And United have looked woeful. Yeah. Like, see, Liverpool looked shocking this week, but they've looked good in other weeks. Um, Chelsea, once again... They, they've not looked like how we, a lot of people expect them to look, but they haven't looked bad. They've kept, they look like a team that's still finding their feet. Yeah. Um, but look at Leicester, who, yeah, they lost this weekend, but they look brilliant in other weeks. Look yeah, at Arsenal. They, what, what's, what's going on with West Ham? They beat Leicester 3-0. They beat Wolves 4-0. Because David Moyes isn't in the dugout. Oh, I get David Moyes a bit of credit. David Moyes, uh, stay home, save West Ham. Um, West Ham beat Man City in... West West have Tottenham and Man City next. If they whew, if they get like what three points out of six and out of that, <laughs> but like oh. look at Arsenal. You know Arsenal have looked relatively good this season. They've looked quite good compared to how they did this, this time last year. Yeah, yeah, they lost to Liverpool and they didn't look great there. But mm. you know they 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 brought in Thomas Party last night, who's an excellent piece of business. Mm. I don't know how they pulled that off. Release clause. And I'm amazed no one else that went in for it. Four five million for a player of his quality is a steal. But I mean, I'm, I'm oh. surprised he went to Arsenal. I think he could have gone to a better team than that. I, I, th- I think he's looking at what they're doing, and it's similar to like um, Everton right now. If you prob- based on like the way they're coming up, you kind of want to be there. The Telegraph reported um, if Chelsea had got got rid of a few players yesterday, then they would have gone in for him as well. I mean, I don't. I've never really watched Party play that much myself. He is uh, a very solid player. 
Yeah. He's, he, he looked very good when Atletico Madrid played Liverpool in the Champions League. Mm. But like, I think, just for my final point on uh, this week's round of fixtures, I don't think Liverpool have looked brilliant since January. I think just before we went into lockdown, you know, they lost to Watford, they lost to Atletico Madrid, they lost to Chelsea in the FA Cup. I didn't think they looked great. Then we came back and we won the league and we didn't look great. We didn't look great in some of the games after winning the league, but okay, you know, we'd won the league, you know. We didn't really have to show up at that point. You know, it's it's um and then this this start of the season, we didn't look brilliant in the charity shield. We didn't look brilliant against Leeds, but we looked good against Chelsea and Arsenal. And we didn't look good against Villa. So hopefully that is the final, okay, we can't just get by anymore. Because the thing was, even when Liverpool didn't look great, they still won ugly. Mm. But yes, we'll have to see what comes up. I think it's time to think that Frankie's going to lift the Premier League. Because there are just, <laughs> there are some things that look, Everton look hungry right now. They look like they want to, you know, they're out to prove a point. And they're out to prove the doubt is wrong. So, yeah. you know, I think this, this season's going to be very, I can't, honestly, I think we our predictions are going to be way off. I think yeah. everyone's predictions are going to be way off this season. I think it might be. I think it'll be right. a massive shake-up, but yeah, yeah, I guess we'll move on to but our next segment then. But we will. Yep. It's it's sort, of a, sort of a, your fix, a regular, regularly scheduled fixture predictions. There we go. Uh, we're going to have a little transfer window roundup because the transfer window slammed shut last night. So we're going to go through every single team, look at their business and just give it a rating from one to ten, basically. A bosh. Okay, for the second time on this podcast, I will be taking over as guest host for this segment. So, transfer deadline day uh, shut yesterday on the 5th. Um, I say relatively fairly uneventful, a couple of big transfers here and there, but nothing It's It's crazy. not one of the bigger ones. We, we, we've, no. we've seen bigger ones, yeah. But obviously, with current circumstances, it's kind of understandable why there wasn't too many massive deals. But basically, we're just going to go through an alphabetical order. I'm just going to read out all the ins and outs of every club, basically. We're just going to give a little brief analysis and then give our rating out of 10 each. So, obviously, if we're going alphabetically, it means we're going to start with Arsenal. Um, So, in terms of ins, they had Thomas Partey in from Atletico Madrid. Gabriel in from Lille. Pablo Mari made his loan permanent from Flamengo. Uh, Runar Alex Rinnison, the goalkeeper from Dijon. They brought in Cedric for free after his contract expired, and they also brought in Willian, and they re-signed Ceballos on loan. In terms of outgoings, obviously they sold Emiliano Martinez to Aston Villa. Uh, yeah, Mkhitaryan. thanks for that, Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> and Mkhitaryan joined Roma on a free. And in terms of loans, they've loaned out uh, Matteo Genduzzi to Hertha Berlin, Lucas Torreira to Atletico Madrid, and also Mavropanos has gone to Stuttgart. So overall, what do you guys think of that? Um, so let's say they've they've spent probably just under eighty million. Um, yeah, calculated as about seventy-seven million pounds. Seventy-seven million. Quick math. Yeah. Um, is it, yeah. I, I, if if they hadn't have signed Thomas Partey yesterday, then I would be saying probably a five out of ten. But because they've brought him in, I'd probably give it a seven out of ten. Um, Guedouzi Torreira is funny because it's just like. They've been loaned out. Um, they were supposed to be. Because he wanted to leave, remember? Yeah, they were supposed to be these great, is... great. They were supposed to be these great players coming through, and they've just ended up going on loan. Well, uh, here's the thing. I mean, that's. I mean, 
let's be real. Partey plays the same position. He's going to be starting ahead of them. He's the better player. Yeah. So you don't want them kind of wasting away on the bench. So stick them out on loan. See, see how they progress, how they progress, what you can do with them afterwards. And then, yeah. Because I assume I mean, that Torreira going on loan to Atletico yeah. was part of the deal to bring Partey in. Yeah. Possibly. But... Well, no, because it was a release clause. They don't have to do a deal with Atletico Madrid at all. If it's a release clause, they just got to match it and then they can speak well, to the I guess they probably wanted to load him out anyway. So kind of, it was like mean, yeah, it, it, it yeah. helped both sides. It helps both sides. So obviously there might have been some conversation, but they didn't have to, like it wasn't, I don't think it was part of the deal because release clauses don't um, have that I same kind of factor. I'm looking at it again. So Thomas Partey, Gabriel are potentially good signings. Willian will be good one every six games. I mean, it's on a freeze, so you're not really yeah, it's on a free. taking a risk. Same with Cedric. Uh, Danny Ceballos is a very good player for them. We've seen that. You said seven, Matt, right? You might have six. That's harsh. I think that's an eight. I'm going to say seven. I'm they, going to say seven. Yeah, they, every, seven. Si- every signing they've made to me improves their team. They've not done a thing of just trying to sign big names. They needed a CDM. They brought in party. They needed mm. centre-backs. They brought in Gabriel. They've brought in some extra depth up front, some bit more experience to help with the youngsters. They brought in William. They, they've mm. brought in Ceballos, a player they probably needed to make permanent which they didn't but they still got them I think every single one of those signings is good I suppose also a good Arsenal and, fan market is when they don't sell one of their top players and <laughs> and you've on this even though it's not part of the transfer market they've re-signed Aubameyang to extension so overall <laughs> if you're an Arsenal fan where the players brought in and the players kept you're happy I, I think, think the bad thing is that they've still got Ozil on their books and they haven't managed to offload him somewhere I think that's the only bad the thing really. is, no one will go for Ozil hmm. I don't yeah, what happened to us. Oh, he's just he's yeah. just like I've always said. Lazy, he's just, good for nothing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So me and Stephen go seven out of ten, and you're going eight out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think eight out of ten is also very understandable. So anyway, let's move into uh, the plastic club Aston Villa. Only joking. Uh, have but, you bought Have you bought your jersey yet, Stephen? Uh, I didn't say that. Never happened. Men in black thing. <laughs> didn't happen anyway so in terms of in they actually it's a very like uh, one-sided thing here they spend a lot of money and basically didn't really get anything back so in terms of yeah. in they brought in ollie watkins from brentford brilliant signing uh bertrand Traore from leon they brought in emmy martinez as i said from arsenal matty cash from nottingham forest ben Crisani, a very highly tipped young player from exeter i think he's exeter's youngest ever player i think he started at 15 so ethan ampity uh, 2.0 and also they brought in Ross Barkley from Chelsea on a loan. In terms of outgoings, uh, Hotter went on a free to Alaves. James Chester went to Stoke on a free. Borja Bastons also left to Leganes on a free. They sold James Bree and Scott Hogan to championship sides. Uh, Samata's gone on loan to Fenerbahce. That stri- uh, striker they brought in in January did nothing. And they've also let Matias Sarkic go to Wolves on a free. So again, what do you think of that? Obviously very heavily leaned towards players in and players out. Financially, it's a poor window. Like financially, they spent a lot of money after a season, but they also spent a lot of money, and they've not brought, they've not sold anyone. But on and like a building a good team wise, it's a very good window. You know, like I say, I know once again it's not signing, but they also Grealish has signed a new five year contract with them. They've kept their star player. They've not really lost any of the top players either. Um, Ollie Watkins, from what we've seen, great signing. Bertrand Traore, it's the one I'm thinking of. It's going to be a good signing. 
Martinez, good. I don't know why Arsenal let him go. He's a every time he's played Liverpool, he's beat them. Mm. Oh, he's a curse, man. Um, Matty Cash looked excellent the weekend. Ross Barkley looked very yeah. good. His things just consistency. I'm gonna go eight out of ten again because, like I say, I think some of the signs are very good, but because of that financial element of they've not, like the books were are probably looking very heavy one side and yeah. Um, but my view is if if they've got the money to to spend and they can happily do it without getting rid of anybody, then fair play to them. Um, so I'm you know if 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 they're happy to do it, then why not? Um, so I'm going to give it a nine out of ten because I think for Villa standards, it's a very good window. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I um, get. I, I, yeah. I would say nine out of ten as well. If, if they'd sold one player for like, a de- if they, uh, if they sold a player for a, a good amount, I would give it a nine out of ten. Because yeah. I do think for a club like Villa, you do have to mm. be smart in the window. And I think it's, also, if, if, if Villa collapse, I'm not saying they will, but if Villa collapse and let's say do go down, so if financially they, they're in a really bad place. So if they sold Jack Grealish, would you give it higher? No, not necessarily Jack Grealish, but one of their other players. Who is it? For me, I think it's definitely... They've sold like McGinn or something. One of my main criticisms of Villa in the past has been, basically, their transfer policy has just been throw enough shit at the wall and hope some of it sticks. But I think this season, they've actually been a bit more smart with their transfers. I think Ollie Watkins was a very smart transfer. Matty Cash, very smart. Instead of just spending big on anyone, hoping they'll do a job. So I'm going to also give it an 8 out of 10. But I think they really... uh, Yeah, their financial books must not look too good so I think well, it's just a matter think of, about how much they spent last season think about how much they spent this like like yeah. that's not like a lot by the big team standards but by team filler standards right now who don't have the richest owners you know filler are a sleeping giant like if, a, if someone comes in for a big bid for filler you know they're in a big city big market it makes sense but right now they're not like, I think if filler went down the season team. they could have been like the next Sunderland mm. that's know. what I mean that's yeah. why this if this works it's brilliant if it doesn't big risk well in the Premier League you've got to go big or go home that's kind of the, the nature of the league so but a team that hasn't gone big this uh, summer has been Brighton so in terms of they transfers a lot of players go out yeah I think they actually made a net profit in this window uh, I think quite, by quite a margin too and mm. so in terms of players in not really any big names here Andy Zakirian from Lausanne in Switzerland Jan Paul Van Hackers coming from Breda but they've loaned him straight back Joel Veltman at a uh, veteran defender in from Ajax also another veteran Adam Lallana in on a free from Liverpool says about goings um, I think a very I think they should have kept him but Anthony Knockout's gone to Fulham I think it's very good for them but we'll get on to that in the Fulham uh, yeah. segment Aaron Moy a very weird one to Shanghai SIPG I think again they should have kept him uh, Shane Duffy has gone out on loan to Celtic uh, Dale Stevens, veteran and fan favourite he's gone to Burnley uh, David Button a former Brentford legend uh, not really, but he's gone to West Brom. Martin Montoya has gone to Batiste on a free. Glenn Murray, again, another solid player for them. They've actually loaned him out to Watford. And Dini up front's going to be class. Matt Clark, a young promising centre-back. He's gone on loan to Derby. And then they've released Beram Kyle and Ezekiel Scalotto. So, again, I think yeah, I'm actually I think, first. I, oh. I, sorry, no, go on, sorry. I, uh, I think this is a very poor window from Brighton. Uh, I mean... To be f- I think that's why I could tip them to finish 17th, but so far they kind of look good with what they have. Um, yeah, it hasn't reflected yeah. their uh, yeah. stance. The like league. on paper, it's a very bad window, but so far their performances have kind of suggested that. I, they didn't really I think this is the prime example of a COVID window 
this is the team being yeah. very caught. Like, when this, I, obviously, Brighton aren't a team that had lots of money to begin with, but this to me screams of a team that are wanting to make sure they're financially safe for the mm. next, like, however long. The weird That's ones for the weird ones for me, yeah. Knockout, I've always thought was an okay player. Aaron Boy, I've always quite rated. Um, I'm assuming he's, he's moved to Shanghai. I, I'm assuming he's moved to Shanghai because he wants to be closer to home, and he's probably not offered ridiculous wages. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shane Duffy again. He's always been fairly solid. Uh, Dale Stevens has been linked to Burnley for years, I think. So I mean, that was inevitable. Um, and Shilotto, I thought was all right as well. Uh, they released him. Um, but yeah, I think you're right about the whole yeah, two right backs that have gone for no money. Yeah, they put so, a lot of faith in Tariq. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's looking like it's well placed faith. Yeah, good. Yeah, they put in about get thirty is, million. <laughs> they've loaned out two centre backs, but they brought in another one in from Joel Veltman. Um, mm. That's a bit confusing to me. I think that they should have just maybe kept one of those two guys and then just saved the money and not sign him. But, but it's also they they've kept Ben White this season as well, haven't they? That's the thing. Yeah. They didn't have Ben White last year. They got him now. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. It's gotta be a three out of ten. It's not. Yeah, it's not. that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm three as well. Yeah, I think this is a really poor window from Brighton. Sorry, Brighton fans. Yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah. Brighton fans will admit this. This is very realistic uh, yeah. you know with the current situation but I mean some fan favourites re- have left Moy but it doesn't, yeah. Stevens, yeah. It doesn't reflect how well they've been doing in the league and obviously their results don't that's reflect that's the one either. reason why I'm hesitant to give this lower than a three because I think keeping they Morpai was good. very good keeping Ben White too was very good yeah I think, I think they've been smart with the players they've kept I think they've like actually maybe got a better start in eleven now than they did before, despite the players that have left. Yeah, I think they've kind of gone for quality over quantity in a way. They're wanting to make sure they've not they're not not too much money is leaving the club, so they've cut. They're like releasing or selling a lot of players who maybe are on a bit more for because mm. they've been in the club for so long. Um, well, yeah. speaking of cautious windows, uh, the next <laughs> club has also had a very cautious window. Only spent about pretend- a million pounds. I think this might be the worst one that we've oh, yeah. seen. Well, let's Maybe. get into it. Maybe. In terms of players in, we have Dell Stevens in from Brighton, as we just said. Will Norris, like a third-choice keeper in from Wolves. And then some teenager from Angers, Anthony Gomez-Mancini in on loan. Never heard of him. Um, in terms of players Rebecca. out, all the players they've uh, that have gone have all gone on freeze. So Jeff Hendrick to Newcastle on a free. I think that's devastating. Yeah, Joe Hart to Tottenham on a free. understand. Getting off the wage bill was not really doing much. Aaron Lennon's gone to Turkey. Um, Aidan O'Neill, a youngster, has gone to Australia. Ben Gibson's gone on loan to Norwich. I think they could have used him right now with all the injuries they had. And then they've yep. released veteran keeper Adam Legstins. So, so it's an awful. It's, it's the worst. Yeah. It's yeah. The worst. yeah. The thing is, Burnley, I remember they were discussing it. I think it was a match of the day or was it Sky Sports? They were discussing Burnley and they're talking about, you know, when you have all these influential locker room players, these veterans leaving and you're not bringing players in, you know, like Aaron, like Aaron Lennon, Jeff Hendrick, Joe Hart, they might not have, like, I mean, Hendrick aside, sorry, Joe Hart and Aaron Lennon might not have been doing as much as maybe their wages were. But mm. they are veteran players that have played at high levels. They're the kind of players that you want in your team, even if they're not doing anything, because their experience helps. Um, mm. And I think the fact is, like, like we said, Burnley have got quite a few injuries as well. They probably and I. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's not Sean Dice's fault. He has said he gives he gives the players he wants to the board, mm. and then it's up to them to get the players. And they clearly haven't. And whether well, that's, that's been cautious or Burnley have always 
they barely bring in players each season. Yeah, they're, they're, Burnley are never going to look abroad and sign in some 20, 30 million player, are they? Yeah. Um, they, Even they, so, they, I mean, at least sign someone for the... I mean, Villa have gone and signed Cash and Watkins. At least sign someone... And maybe sign an Eze or someone like that yeah. for the championship. At, at some stage, Burnley are going to have to sign some new players because that squad might get stale after a while, really. It's also getting older. Yeah. Um, Jeff Hedricks started all right at Newcastle, I'd say. He's been pretty good so far. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give, give my prediction first to you guys. I'm going one out of ten for one reason. Oh, it has to be a one out of ten. Well, the thing is, I don't think a single player they've brought in there really is going to do much for them. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So it's a one out of ten. Yeah, no, nah, not right, good. So I, t- I take it. I take it. We're doing a role that we can't give anything a zero out of ten. We have to at least give it. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't think it is a zero, though, because, I mean, they haven't lost any big players. Either. They've kept Dwight McNeil. They've kept Chris Wood. So yeah. I wouldn't give it a zero for that reason. They kept yeah, Tarkowski. Kept, yeah, I was going to yeah. say Tarkowski. They kept Pope. Mm. So, yeah, obviously nothing major in or out, um, in or out but, yeah. yeah. One out. From, from a very cautious window to a very not cautious window, we've got Chelsea next. So in terms of players in, we've got Kai Havertz from Leverkusen, Timo Werner from Hervé Leipzig. Ben Chilwell in from Leicester, Hakim Ziyech in from Ajax, Edouard Mendy in from Rennes, Malang Sarr and Thiago Silva in on freeze from the French League. And in terms of players out, they sold Alvaro Morata to Atletico Madrid for a big fee. Gorgeous! Gorgeous! <laughs> Mario How Pasolich. the hell did you get 50 million for him? Oh, we had the loan fees, mate. We've made our money back on Alvaro Morata. Who would have thought it? I mean, they sold him more than you bought Werner for. I mean, that's crazy. Anyway, Mar- Mario Pasolic has made his loan permanent to Atalanta. Nathan, a sort of player who came in and hasn't really fulfilled his potential, he's gone back to Brazil. Uh, yeah. Willian and Pedro have left on free transfers. And in terms of a lot of loans, Bakioko, Zappacosta, Loftus, Cheek, Barkley, Batshuayi, and Apadu all gone out. Oh, I, do, I can't see Apadu on this. <laughs> in mind, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, so many players out on loan, I couldn't fit them all into a regular yeah. slide. If you, if you want to keep going, we got Conor Gallagher, we got. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Is Billy Gilmore um, out on loan at the moment as well? No, nah, no, nah, but he's still no. at Chelsea. Okay. He's, he's going to be Lampard's... Uh, right, obviously, Chelsea, obviously, Matt, you're going to rate this window very highly. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. Like, so I, my... it's, 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 it's more the fact that we... Um, the, the money they make from the loan fees for the likes of Bakayoko, you eventually make your money back. On yeah, yeah. Well. It's See, a little uh, way of doing it. This... On paper, this is a very good window. My only concern is because we haven't seen like like fireworks yet. Mm. Chilwell's looked great, like has looked good, but we knew Chilwell would because he's Premier League proven at a top side already. Whereas Ferner still hasn't. Like again, I didn't watch Chelsea this weekend, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think he scored yet. For the he, he didn't score. He, this is the problem. He's he's looked good, but he just is. He's not to... scoring, and you need him to score. That's why he was brought in. He um, was playing on the left. Though, Haver- Havertz is looking very quiet right now. Um, we haven't seen Sayets yet. Um, Sars obviously went out. Thiago Silva had a bad debut. Um, he, he looked so, good on the weekend, to be fair to him. So on, on paper, it's a very good window. Hmm. Whether it all works or not, it's a different question. So I'm not going to u- like, use that to put it down. So I'm hmm. going to give this nine, I think. Because um, I think some some of the, there was I think you could have done with signing a really good centre back as well instead of Thiago Silva yeah. or Sar to be honest. Pretty fair. Um, what was weird yesterday is that we there was so much talk about Rudiger and Tamori both going and we've actually kept both of them. Um, 
Um, apparently, Tamori let down West Ham 10 minutes before the transfer window closed and he, uh, to stay at Chelsea. Um, I, I look at so okay. I look at the players out. Um, Morata, fantastic. Pasalic never played for us. Fantastic, thirteen mil. Pedro, yeah, fair. Akioko, happy days. The the only one that I question out of the people who have left is probably Ross Barkley. I would I would have kept Ross Barkley as a squad player. Um, but you've got so at, much depth there at that attacking midfield kind of area. Um, well, yeah, but now we let Barkley and Loftus Cheek both go. Um, I would have obviously loaned that Loftus Cheek, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's what I think. I, I look at the players we've got in. Do they improve the team that we had from last season? Havertz, yes. yes. Werner, yes. Chilwell, absolutely. Ziyech, when he comes back and he's fit, yes. Mendy, one hundred percent. Malang Sar, um, he's obviously going to go out and loan to Porto. Um, so you know, one for the future. Yes. Thiago Silva, yes. Yeah, on paper they do. But what means yeah. I don't think Havertz has shown much in the in the Premier League right now to say he has definitely improved your team. At least I, he can I think, do it against Barnsley. Yeah. I think <laughs> Werner has, although I think Werner right now seems to be almost filling a Pulisic void with the play rather than the scoring. Because mm-hmm. um, Pulisic is still out, isn't he? Uh, um, he? He came back against Palace for the last 10 or so. Right. So he's coming back now. But Ferner, I think, was playing that kind of role of being more creative rather than yeah. finishing. So you want Ferner to start scoring and soon. Yeah. Chilwell, yep, fat, great. Um, Mendy's going to be an improvement. Mendy's going to be an improvement on Kepa, regardless of how if he maybe he doesn't live up. But also, twenty-one million is a less um, yeah. nerve-wracking fee for a goalkeeper than what was it seventy something? Yeah, two million, I think, for Kepa. So yeah, I'm giving this. Um, I think I said nine out of ten. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'd, I'd say, um, Havertz, Leverkusen wanted 100 million euros. Werner, Leipzig wanted about 70 million euros, I think. Yeah, but his was a release clause as well. Yeah. So I'd say for the money we've spent is reasonable. Um, maybe Chilwell was a bit over, but then again, Chilwell looks good. He was our man of the he, match. He's, the a, he's an English left back, though, so he's you expect. Back. And he's Absolutely. up against a team that you, you were competing with for top four last season, so obviously they're going to. Yeah. Overcharge you. At least it's not eighty million for another Leicester English player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolute genius move by Lampard as well to let um, to let Chilwell and Abraham go to a, a big party the other day, so they wouldn't have to play for England. Hashtag respect. Um, so yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten as well. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think if they bring in a star centre back, that's a ten out of ten. But because they didn't, I think also another yeah. factor is just selling Morata for fifty million. I think that's worth bumping up our rating. It's unreal. He's the worst player I think I've ever witnessed. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, from a team, that, again, I mean, we've had a cautious, then a not very cautious, but we're back to cautious again. What, what was your rate of Oh, I gave it a 9 out of 10 as well. Oh, you gave it a 10. Cool. So, yeah, a club that has basically done almost nothing, Crystal Palace. Um, to be fair, they have made one really good signing, and that's Eberechi Eze in from QPR. I think that's a brilliant signing. But, they, but they've actually made a profit from yeah, they what have, you've and done, yeah. They brought in Nathan Ferguson on a free. I think that's fine. He's a decent young prospects, so why not? And they've also brought in Michi Batshuayi on loan. Again, just extra uh, strength at the strike position. Watch out, Batman. And they've got rid of uh, Sorlofta, Erbe Leipzig. Um, and, well, they haven't made a massive profit. They made like a million pounds probably in profit. You can Loan fees and whatever for Batman. But, yeah. So, overall, anyway, it's all right, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, I yeah, think it's a it's solid not, five out of ten. Yeah, I mean, I'd, so say, I'd say four to be honest. And I the reason why is because it's like you say it's it's average, 
But I think Palace but, probably could have done with bringing in a couple more players. And factoring also into that rating that they didn't, that they kept Saha as well. Yeah, but at this point, I think they almost want to get the money for Saha. Yeah, you know, it's just no one rather wanted him. Pa- Palace, <laughs> pa- Palace is the problem. Is no one wants to match Palace's valuation for Saha. Yeah, they, they got to get. They're, they're uh, happy to sell, but they they want they they they're happy to sell, but they're wanting a certain amount, and no one's willing to pay it. Against Saha's very hot and cold. Against Chelsea, he just didn't do anything. Um, yeah. So Solov didn't work out at Palace. Eight million off him is fair play. As a sixteen, he looks pretty good. I, I, yeah, four four out of ten. I mean, nothing special, but nothing yeah. catastrophic either. Actually, are we good backup? Why not? He's not so from a team that had a very average window to a team that probably arguably had one of the best. We've got. I was going to say up. if you if you, Chelsea had a lot going in and out, but if you're going for actual like quality, like less purchases, but like each one, a smarter is, window, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of players in, they brought in Ben Godfrey on deadline day from Norwich. They brought in Alan from Napoli, Abdullah Decore from relegated Watford, a young prospect Niels Nkunku from Marseille, James Rodriguez on a free. And they've also made another deadline day signing, a goalkeeper, Robin Olsen from Roma. In terms of outgoings, they offloaded Schneiderlin to Nice, a young player Kieran Dow's gone to Norwich. I'm guessing that was part of the Godfrey deal. Uh, Luke Garber, a player that didn't work out, he's gone to Blackpool. Uh, Veteran goalkeeper Stecklenburg has gone to Ajax. Uh, Sandro, an, uh, another striker flop, he's gone to Huesca on a free. Uh, Moise Keane has gone to PSG on loan. Interesting to see what he does there. I completely missed that. I did not see that. Theo Walcott has gone back to his boyhood club, Southampton, and they have released Kuko, Martina, and Umanias, who are never going to play anyway. Yeah, so overall, Martina as well. I, I oh, genuinely God. forgot Martin Stecklenburg played for. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen him start a game since like. Was he, was he the Holland keeper in the World Cup final? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. Um, it's interesting. Robin Olsen, um, that must have been done really fast-paced because uh, Everton were uh, going to sign Sergio Romero, weren't they? And then United blocked it. Weird uh, one. I would have got rid of him. No, it's because, it, they reckon it's because United are scared. They think Everton are going to battle their place for the top four now. So oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah. And um, um, Romero's wife made a very nasty Instagram post about it. <laughs> real- realistically... This can't be any lower than seven. Oh, I, I, yeah. Um, well, if if you're putting into the fact of the amount they've they've paid and the amount they've sold, I know you like your, your net profit and all that. Well, it's not net profit; it's just making sure <laughs> it's relatively similar. Yeah. yeah, that is a point. And also, they didn't bring in a, a good centre back, which is, to be honest, what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, Everton's biggest problem is the defence. You know, they've got good fullbacks. They've got a keeper who, on his day, is good, but is error prone yeah they might have to cut the ties with him I mean mean, Ben Godfrey (laughs) could be alright I think oh yeah they they have brought him in but what I mean is considering the other players on that list and the fact that he's the one they've spent the most on that's because he's English that's why they've got rid of all the deadwood that's quite interesting Uh, and like I say that midfield like revitalisation is brilliant any one of those players would be a player you'd see in the top side but obviously, we're going to rate it higher because of the start they've made so far. And the- That's the thing. Their transfers have worked. Mm. I'm going to go eight because, like you say, with the, they've not sold a lot. No, they've not made a lot in selling players. And because I think they, could have, they should have brought in a really good defender. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm going to go eight. But, like I say, I think that's a window that Everton fans will be ecstatic about. I'm going to give it a nine. I think... Again, 
Ben Godfrey, I know he's not a star centre back, but at least they've tried to bring in someone. Mm. Uh, so, and you never know, we we should give him a chance. I mean, he's he was all right for Norris last season. Wasn't brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right but, there. So I'm gonna give it a nine again. Mate, I would have given it a ten if they brought in a better centre back than Godfrey. But I think overall. They pretty much strengthened everywhere they need. They needed a new midfield, so they bought one, and for yeah. very cheap. So I think I'm. Yeah, I'm good. also I'm also going to go nine um, because players like Alan and Decore, James Rodriguez, they're players who most teams should be going for, but inevitably have just decided screw. Well, Decore was linked to quite a few of the top six teams yeah. in the summer, so they've I think got he was him. Watford's best player. When they went. I think he was the only person actually saying good much. when they went. Yeah, I know. Though. It was the best of a bad bunch. King of the Mingers. Um, and yeah, obviously Rodriguez on a free is working. It could have gone horribly wrong, but at the moment it's working. So yeah, I'm just wondering how much weight he's on though, actually. But it's from... See, he's probably on quite a bit for them, but compared to what he used to be on, he's probably taking quite a big cut. Yeah. yeah. Um, well... Next one's interesting. So, yeah, we've got a bit of Groundhog Day here. Fulham have gone up and basically tried to sign everyone again. So, in terms of players in, uh, strap yourselves in. This might take a minute. Uh, they brought in Anthony Knockart after his successful loan uh, last season from Brighton. Harrison Reed, another loan that they've made permanent from Southampton. From watching their games last season, he looked pretty good. Uh, they brought in a right-back, Kenny Tett, from Lyon for quite cheap. Anthony Robinson, who was supposed to go to Milan in January, but he's gone to Fulham now from Wigan. Uh, they the brought in rubble. Tosin Adarabaya from City. Uh, in terms of loans, they've got quite a few. They brought in Ola Aina from Torino, ex-Chelsea, of course. Mm-hmm. Mario Lamina, Southampton out- outcast, has joined uh, Fulham. Oh. Adamoda Luckman's combat to the Premier League from Air Bay Leipzig. They brought in Joachim Anderson, a pretty decent centre-back from Lyon. Alphonse Ariola, one of the weirdest signings of the window. He's coming from PSG. And yeah. Ruben Loftus-Cheek signed after the deadline. I think they just about got it through on loan. In terms of outgoings, nothing crazy. Um, some random youngsters gone. Luca De La Torre, never really heard of him. Mawson Manny went down here, didn't he? Yeah, Mawson and Sessignon have both gone to Bristol City on loan. Bettinelli has gone to Middlesbrough on loan. Cyrus Christie's gone to Forest on loan. And they've released Jordan Archer. This, so, look, this looks like the transfer window of a team who uh, really needed players and then panic bought everybody because their uh, owners were too busy to make the company. It? <laughs> it's, just cla- it's just classic newly promoted side, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think they would have seen from last time, but they haven't. No, but you but you see that every season the the team that wins the the richest game in football, the playoff final, tends to do this. You know, uh, it's not uncommon. You know. I'd be surprised if Chris Jericho ain't playing right wing next game for them. Oh, for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> the thing is with this is they brought in a lot of players, but you look at those players and none of those really... None are really... Stand, yeah. Apart from Ariola, who's a... They, they he really could have gone to a way better club. Who's a Real Madrid last year, Ariola. The desperate thing about Fulham is they really needed a good centre-back to come in and um, they've got no big names in there at centre-back. You can do a job, but he's not proven. Well, well, what we've written this then, because on paper they brought in quite a few players that they probably did. They probably needed some of these players, but once again, it's a bit panicky. So what are we rating it? Honestly, out of all those players I brought in, I think Harrison Reed is actually the best one from just watching Fulham last season in the Championship. Uh, um, but I think I'm going to it Loftus Cheek's got potential. I'm going to give it a five. They brought in a lot of players, but none of them are that good. Well, I, I'm going to yeah. bring it in a five because they have brought in players that 
might be useful and it, and it might be the difference between them going down and staying up. I think they're going down, but who knows? Um, I think Lookman's a good player. I think um, they're putting a lot of faith in players who have a lot to prove. Lookman has a lot to prove. Loftus-Cheek has a lot to prove. Yeah. Ballerina, potentially. Um, but that's why I'm giving it five. I, yeah. I think they've brought in, they've done more business than some other teams, so they can't have as low as them. But because the signings aren't exactly mm. great signings, I can't give it any higher. So, yeah, five. I'm going to go four because I think it's paddock stations a bit. So, moving on to another newly promoted team that's uh, brought in quite a few new players. We've got oh. Leeds. Holy hell, um, I spent this much. Yeah. So, in terms of players in, they brought in Rodrigo from Valencia. They uh, brought in Diego Llorente from Real Sociedad. Helda Costa's made his move permanent from Wolves. They, on deadline day, they brought in winger Rafinha from Rennes. Uh, Robin Koch came in from Freiburg. Elon Melier, again, made his uh, loan permanent. They brought in young uh, prospect Joe Gilhart from Wigan. And also, they've uh, extended Jack Harrison's loan from Man City. In terms of going out, they've loaned out backup left-back Lauren de Bock and also released veteran player Gaetano Berardi. So, what do you guys think? Well, they haven't let anybody go, really, so it's best to keep his squad together. If they'd um, got Ben White, this, uh, it'd, be really high. it'd be a really good window. Yeah. Um, Not to say it's they, bad now, but, you know, if they got... They have if brought they in centre-backs, though. They have brought in other centre-backs. They've brought in your end. Yeah, but Park. we've already seen Leeds' defence hasn't been brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it for, for lead standards. Bringing in a 27 million striker is a big statement, especially one of Rodrigo's level. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah, I think that's fair. Jack I'm thinking seven. All right from City. I'm I do. I do think it. some of these, because none of these fees are outrageously large either. Mm. I think they spent a lot better than Fulham. Let's put it that way. But yeah, they spent. Overall, a, they spent. They spent a lot more than Fulham though. Yeah, but they have. But I think they're all decent. They're all players that will improve this Leeds team and will, I think, do a decent job. So I'm going to give yeah. it an 8 out of 10. Fair enough. Anyway, so moving on. We've got another team beginning with L. We've got Leicester. And <laughs> overall, they haven't. They spent quite a lot, but haven't actually brought that many players in. So they spent big money on a teenager from St. Etienne, Wesley Fofana. Interesting to see how he does. They brought in Timothy Castan from Atalanta to replace Ben Chilwell. And they've also brought good, in Chingas yeah. Under, a promising winger on loan from Roma. In terms of outgoings, obviously Chilwell's gone to Chelsea. They got rid of Fusene Diabate to Turkey. A uh, young prospect that didn't work out. I remember watching him at the World Cup and thinking he'll be a good player, but hasn't worked out. Uh, Bartos Kapuska. They've also got rid of Adrian Silva, the one of the weirdest transfers. who sort of came in and instantly sort of Failed. became isolated. Uh, Rashid Gazal uh, gone on loan to Besiktas, and then Andy King, veteran player for them, has been released. Large so... up, Andy King. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, Leicester always just, ever since Renuari first came in, I think I've said this before, they just always seem to make signings that work. They're also very smart. They never sign like four or five players, it's one or two to improve each season. You know, it's not they like get, an overhaul. Yeah. Um, they, get, they get rid of Chilwell, they're bringing Castagna, who looks just as good at the moment. Yeah. Six out of ten. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, six, to be honest. Um, The main main thing is they've kept all the the players that were great last year. They've kept Vardy, obviously. They've kept Telia Mans. They've kept Ndidi and Madison. They've kept Zionshu. They've kept Smeichel. They've kept Pereira. 
they've kept Barnes, you know, they've kept oh. they've kept like most of the star players. So yeah. I'm still kind of so I think they should have signed side Ben Rahul, but anyway. Still time. <laughs> so, I wouldn't be mad enough for you, mate. <laughs> we're moving on. We've got the Premier League champions in terms of their business, Liverpool. So in terms of ins, they brought in Diego Jota from Wolves, Thiago from Bayern, and Konstantinos Simikas from Olympiacos. In terms of outgoing, it's a bit of a shocking one. Rian Brewster. I support, I support them, and I can't say his name as well as that. <laughs> Rian Brewster's gone to Sheffield, a bit of a interesting one. Dayan Lovren. Million, though. Finally got rid of Dayan Lovren to Zenit, thank God for them. Uh, Kiana Hover. Yeah, I'm the not Wolves. saying that, no. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Ovi Ajaria, decent young prospect. He's gone to Reading on a permanent. Adam Nalana, obviously got no, a, no, went no, to Brighton. Person. I think you look quite, you looked like Brady's best player when I watched him play last season, but that's Brady's with the vintage line move. Uh, to Union Berlin. Uh, Shea Ojo, another young player who was tipped for greatness and has already lived up to it. He's gone out on loan to Cardiff. And then Nathaniel Klein and Andy Lonergan have been released. I know you've been missing Andy Lonergan very much, Anthony. Anyway, yeah. what do you got? Well, we'll okay. speak to Liverpool fan here. What do you think of this uh, transfer window? Um, I, think it's, I think it's a good one, to be honest, as a Liverpool fan. Liverpool rarely sign like lots of players we tend to sign three four five at most um i think each one of those signings improves the team simicus you know we need backup at left back because if robertson goes down Milner's in so great signing he's looked great in the games he's played tiago speaks for itself jota's looked great as well since coming in um mm. brewster's gone out that it's a shame but i i it, we've got about three years with a buyback clause um, 15% added on uh, um, uh, uh, sale uh, what Selon percentage fee. that's yeah. it thank you Brewster he wasn't really going to get a start he doesn't really play that kind of role we look for in our strikers right now Minamino does so Lovren the only thing I would have preferred from Liverpool here is to have brought in another centre-back because Gomez and Matip aren't reliable mm. and Fabinho well, he's good there. It's not a start position. So I would have liked like a centre-back fourth choice, but ideally you can't really get like a fourth choice centre-back kind of thing. I'm going to give, and I think I'm biased here, but you, so you guys probably disagree, but I'm going to give this eight. Wouldn't give no, it that's, that, that, that's exactly what I'd give it. I'd give it an eight. Um, I'd give I think it a six. I, I, you've got rid of the Deadwood. Um, Brewster, yeah, fair. But if Klopp doesn't see something in him, then 23 million for him is pretty fair. Jota may be a little bit pricey, but still a good signing. But we're, pay, we're paying like five million a year for him. Yeah, something. Tiago, twenty million, happy days. That's a great, great, great deal. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd give it an eight. Simicast, yeah, he gives um, Robbo a little bit of competition. I'd say it's mm-hmm. all right. I'd say for Liverpool at the moment, for a team that they have anyway, and you'll probably get Sancho next year. So yeah, I, I'd give it an eight. But I give, I give it a six. But with Liverpool's current circumstances, I mean, we don't. Weren't expecting massive signings or anything, but that's the thing. How do you improve on that? I mean, there, there's not much you can do. They did need do. another top tier centre back, but apart from that, again, it wasn't a well, bad would, one by any stretch. I just I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say top tier to be honest, because Matip and Gomez, when they are good, they are brilliant. But the problem is, Gomez hasn't looked brilliant for a while, and Matip's been injured for a while. Um, so I don't know if it was top tier we needed, but we did need another one. Okay, so from one former uh, Premier League champion to another, we've got Manchester City next. So in terms of ins, Ruben Dias obviously came in for big money. 
Uh, also, Nathan Ake, another centre-back, came in from Bournemouth. Ferran Torres came in from Valencia. And in terms of outgoings, we saw Leroy Sane leave to Bayern. I think that was probably a mistake, actually. Nicolas Otamendi gone to Benfica as part of the deal to bring in Dias. Uh, obviously, they got rid of Tosin Darabaya to Fulham. And they also let Alex Garcia, Claudio Bravo and David Silva go on freeze. And obviously, they loaned out Jack Harrison again to Leeds. So, I think this is a... This uh, transfer of Man City, I think, is probably one of the more controversial ones. Not controversial, well, but... Well, well, people are going to have a lot of different opinions on this, I think. It, but, looks, be- it looks better than it is. Nah. I, I, it's just meh for me. No, but that's what I mean. It looks like... When you look at... Oh, look at the money spent. Look, they brought in these young, great players. It's yeah. like, that's not what they needed. Yeah. City needed a world-class centre-back. They needed one that's proven at a top level. They've spent 100 million on two, one of them I've never actually heard of. <laughs> well, no, I heard of him, but mainly I heard of him because of football manager. Um, uh, Diash is, is, is good, he's young, but will his game adjust? You know, we talked about Mangala. Mangala? Mangala. Mangala, yeah. Mangala thank you. Um, and Aki, you know, yeah, he's Premier League proven, but he's no, not exactly the, Yeah. So, Ferran Torres, we've you know, he's for twenty million is pretty good value, but he's replacing Leroy Sane, who was incredible. They they weren't gonna be able to keep Sane, he was determined to leave. So at least they got money for him. Um just say I I think this window, just because there's a lot of money spent and they've brought in players in positions they needed, doesn't mean it is as good as it looks. I yeah. think they needed a I think they needed a starting left back and they needed it a world class centre back and they didn't it get just it just annoys me the amount of money they've spent on defenders over the years and the amount of it still money, hasn't worked. money they've wasted. For me, it's a five out of ten. I think nah, probably a four. Probably a four. I'm going. Si- I'm going six because You're I think six, four yeah. is a bit harsh. Yeah, four well, is definitely too harsh. What I mean is if, if Diash if Diash works, then it's it changes. But obviously, we we can't yeah. say if he's going to work or not right now. But yeah, yeah. I. I I don't think they they improved where they needed to. I think losing David Silva was a huge loss as well. Mm. And the problem is, you look at the City team at the moment. Okay, yeah, they've got injuries, but it's just it doesn't look the same, does it? No. So yeah, they've six. Got, I mean, they're only playing on the bench the other day was was the lap. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm going for I'm going for because I just again there's sixty million spent on the Portuguese. League centre back. So, so one, we do not know. Yeah. So from one side of Manchester to the other, we got Manchester United. In terms of players in, they brought in Donny van der Beek from Ajax, a, a teenager, Ahmad Traore from Atalanta. They spent £27 million on him. I've never heard of him. They brought in Alex, Alex Tejas in from Porto on a pretty good deal. Uh, young football manager legend Facundo Paistri from Peñarol in Uruguay. And they've also brought in Edison Cavani from PSG on a free. So it's about going. So they've got rid of a long-time centre-back, Chris Smalling, to Roma. Uh, Alexis Sanchez, they finally got rid of him to Inter. Uh, Cameron Borthwick-Jackson, what could have been? He's gone to Oldham. Finally got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember it back in the day. Sad. And in terms of loans, they've loaned out Tahith Chong to Verde Bremen. Andres Pereira's gone out to Lazio on loan. Diogo Dello has gone to Milan on loan. And Joel Pereira has gone to Huddersfield on loan. The best piece of business United have done this window is getting rid of Sanchez's wages. Yeah. 
I mean, it's been a pretty bantery. Yeah, it's been a pretty banter window. If if you're looking at United, wait, hang, hang on. I don't see Jaden Sancho on here because they they were definitely signing him. You know, that's all yeah, I've heard no. every day. Yeah, for the, the last the, the, the six the YouTube, months. The YouTube videos every, every every day. Yeah, you're not. Please, you're, please tell me you two know who Mark Goldbridge is. Yes, yeah. of course I do. Oh, he's excellent. I love I love him. I love him. He's brilliant. He's, yeah. just, he's a 40, 40 year old man who just does nothing but play FIFA. It's brilliant. <laughs> is he is Goldbridge forty? Oh, he's as old as that. Yeah. He doesn't look it. I thought he was in his twenties. Uh, oh no! <laughs> See, after so, all the transfers, you... I think the only good ones, actually, like ones that will make United better right now, are well, not better, but I mean, ones that actually they needed were Tejas and Cavani. I, think no, I don't think they needed Cavani. Why would they need Cavani when Martial, Rashford, and Greenwood combined for like 45, 46 goals last season? Because Martial decided to elbow Lamella, and he's out for three games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they still got Rashford. <laughs> you know, Donny van der Beek is a good player, but did Man United really need him? Not really. No, no, they didn't. Yeah. The only player they needed there that they got was Alex Tellers, and that's actually a good piece of business for thirteen million for a left back who is considered one of the better ones. And do you think they right sold? Now. Do you think they sold their best centre back? <laughs> no, no, they still got Phil Jones. <laughs> <laughs> if they hadn't have sold, still, if they haven't booked Tellers yesterday, it might be a bit. Also, I'm amazed that Last Man United still have Marcus Rojo on their books. I don't know uh, how they Ro, haven't just Ro, got rid Ro, of Ro. him. Yeah, no. Well, funny. the thing, like I say, United they needed they need they needed ideally two positions filled. They needed Lindelof's position filled and needed Luke Shaw's position filled. They got one of them filled. They didn't get the other. Arguably, the one they probably needed more. Like you see, it, it's it ain't St. Taylor's yesterday that I would have been given that one despite the money spent. Now they've brought in Taylor's, I'm going to go f- four because I think that that's how important that signing was. I think yeah. four out of ten. I agree. I think it's a four out of ten. Cavani's, potenti- Cavani's potentially Falcao part two. Um, it's just he's not need- like you pay- Look how much they're going to be paying him for wages when really they didn't need him. They don't. Don't get me wrong. He was we were talking he about Levetsi and Hamsik. Yeah, right but we oh, but we were beautiful. talking. We were, this whole time we've been talking about how United did not need any players at the front, at the attacking end of the pitch. They didn't need Sancho because it pushes Greenwood out, who's had a brilliant debut season. Rashford, Martial, Greenwood click. They do. They work. Fernandez behind them and Pogba floating around. It works. Even though they've not been playing brilliantly in the last couple of games, it, we know it can work. They needed more defensive coverage. They needed players there better than Lindelof, better than Bay, better than Rojo, better than Lukshaw, better than Jones. But instead, they spent thirty-five million pounds on two teenage wingers. Their game. So yeah, I'm going to start the same as you guys. I'm going four out of ten. Yeah, just Man United, just go home. You're drunk. What are you doing? I, I think United's big problem is, though, now, in a way, and Liverpool had this for a while, no one wants to go to United. There's only so much drawing power being Manchester United has. You know, same with Barcelona right now. When we discuss, no one really wants to touch that. You know, no one wants to go there right now. United right now is a place where players who are past it and just want to pick up a wage, where they know they'll go and nobody will really care if they don't perform well. See, I, I, th- I think... Like I, said, I think last season they had a good window, even if they spent a lot. They brought in players they needed. And then Bruno Fernandes was a very good purchase. Um, I think Teles was a good purchase. I don't even think Donny van der Beek's an awful one. I just it's think not they a bad didn't need purchase. Him. It's just they didn't really need him. 
So yeah, that's why that's why it's a four out of ten because they yeah. need they they've went back to what they were doing before, which was just to sign players for big money, not really what yep. they needed. Yep, for Ratton. Well, from a team that have not spent wisely to a team, I think arguably I spent very wisely. Newcastle, um, in terms of players in, they brought in Callum Wilson from Bournemouth, Jamal Lewis from Norwich, Mark Gillespie from Motherwell on a free, Jeff Hendrick on on a free. I think that's a very smart piece of business. Also, Ryan Fraser on a free, which is a very, very small piece of business. So they've spent nearly thirty-five million on five players, which averages it, to what? What's that? Seven. When it's me- seven million. I, I, I thought with this new Saudi Arabian owners, they would have brought in Mbappe. They would have brought. In <laughs> they don't have. Mbappe. They don't have the Saudi owners. That deal fell oh, through. Did they not? Oh, did they no, not? Oh, that's weird. I was no. expecting Mbappe. I was expecting Ronaldo. Screw. Well, it. no, because Mike, Mike um, Ashley's take um, is uh, taking the Premier League. He's Mike, um, Mike Ashley's went after the Premier League now for it, blaming yeah. them for the collapse. If you were a Newcastle fan, you thought that the hopes they had about eight months ago to what they've uh, got now. Last thing, New, Newcastle <laughs> are like a sleeping giant. If someone Don't does come in for a bid, to Jeff Hendrick, but yeah, but, but even still, despite that, this is a good window. They brought in a striker that they did need. Yeah, Callum Wilson's Premier League proven, twenty million form. This is a safe bet. Jamal Lewis is a good young fullback. You know, Liverpool were in form, so clearly he's highly fa- valued amongst the league. And again, so they've, just, they've just got rid of players they don't really need, haven't they? Yeah, and they've yeah. kept a lot of their good players as well. They've kept Sit Maximin, they've kept Debravka. Callback must be about 40 now. They've kept Lachelles, they've kept the Longstaff brothers. Um, you know, they've, they've kept a lot of the good players as well. I'm going to go 7 out of 10 here. I think it's an 8. I think they've really it's not I mean they haven't brought in well beaters don't get me wrong but I just think it's very smart they've brought in proven Premier League players yeah Ryan Fraser safe Callum Wilson scores goals Jeff Hendrick I I just think I just think I just think there'd be one or two more sidings I probably would give it an eight I just think that what Newcastle need to what they need to we're talking about Newcastle here I mean for Newcastle standards these are very good signings yeah, but Newcastle should be a team that are better than they are right now, to be honest, mate. Yeah, um, yeah but, I mean, considering like say, their ownership... I mean, and, you're saying eight, I'm saying seven. It's, you know, yeah. seven's a fair, both are fair. Yeah, I can see if why you said like, eight. I'm just explaining my reasoning. If I could Burnley had this sort of transfer, I would have given it seven. But for Newcastle, we've just notoriously been very tight with their spending. I think this is just... How much I mean, did they sign Joel Linton for last season? Oh, about 35? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was just... Yeah, I think they've they've looked at that and they think, okay, that's that's a, you know. that. There's an example of a player that a lot of money was spent on to bring into the Premier League who'd, who'd been all right in the Bundesliga and just failed. I think he went on loan to Austria and he looked okay when he came out to Hoffenheim and they just thought, okay, let's just splurge on him. Same but. with um, Haller for West Ham. Once again, a lot of money spent on a player who looked good in another league and mm. mediocre in the Premier League. But yeah, so uh, seven I'm out of ten. Also- I'm also going to go seven. I'm going to say eight, but that's just because it's Newcastle. Um, anyway, on to another northern club. We are Sheffield United. In terms of players in, we mentioned before, Rian Brewster in from Liverpool. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale in from Bournemouth. Uh, the duo of Max Lowe and Jaden Bogle, both in from Derby, two promising young fullbacks. Um, also, Oliver Burke in from West Brom, a bit of a weird one. Um, Wes Fodderingham in from Rangers on a free, and they've also brought in Ethan Ambadu on loan. In and Kula of... Bali. <laughs> I asked some random guy from the Danish league who they've immediately loaned <laughs> oh, out. Oh, not that Kula Bali. Oh, shame. No. 
they wish. <laughs> in terms of players out, um, Robinson's made his loan move permanent to West Brom. Ravel Morrison, remember him? He's gone to Den Haag in Holland. Uh, they've got Ravel. rid of veterans Leon Clark and Mark Duffy on freeze. Uh, Luke Freeman's gone to Nottingham Forest on loan, a transfer last season that didn't quite work out. And another Freeman, Kieran Freeman, has been released. So, because he's a free the man. Free man. He's, he's free. Freeman's a free man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should kick Matt out of the podcast for that joke. Uh, well, the Kudabali one was all right. <laughs> right. Um, so, Ryan Brewster, potential, yeah, good. Ramsdale, fair. If Brewster lives up to his potential, yes. Very good Ethan Ampadu needs to be starting. Why he didn't start against Arsenal? Was he injured? I don't know. Ampadu needs to start. Ramsdale's a good replacement for Henderson. Yeah. Um, he's alright I mean he's not going to be amazing but he's a solid keeper can I, can I just say um, Liverpool getting 23 million from a player who's played I think one game in the Premier League coming on as yeah. a sub mad yeah, could nah, it be the nah, next Dominic Solanke nah I think Brister's a better player I think Brister yeah. is one of those players whose potential is probably well founded uh, maybe he's not a top like top six kind of striker but I think he's a Premier League like in that playoff player. that Brentford versus Swansea playoff game that Griffin Park. I think Bruce is like their only good player, to be honest. He well, Bristol looked excellent at Swan- Br- Bristol did look excellent at Swansea. Like, I, that's why I didn't want to sell him. I thought he looked brilliant. But I get yeah. what he wants first team football. He's not going to get it at Liverpool. Sheffield United, he's got more chance of getting it. They, pro- they play a more traditional kind of with strikers, whereas we play a false nine. I suppose, I suppose with this Sheffield, they've put, a faith, they've put quite a faith in young players with Signing I think Max Lowe yeah. and Jim, they've only cost about three and a half million pounds each. And I think they're pretty decent young prospects. I mean, they're pretty, got decent potential in FIFA and football manager. So. I'm, pro- I'm probably saying that's six out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably say six. It's not a brilliant window, but it's not bad. I'd say, I'd say seven, because again, they've kept most of their good, I mean, they've still got John Egan. They've still got mm. their midfield core. So yeah, and there really. was link, uh, there was rumours that one of them was going to go, weren't there? Um, so, I can't remember who it was. I think the fact that they've kept players, so I'm going to give it a seven yeah. for that reason. But they need to, they need to play Ampadu because he, he he looks class. He just doesn't get played. Maybe, maybe Ampadu's actual club could play him. Then your problem will be solved. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would have kept Ampadu, um, but yeah. Anyway, from north from the north to the south, we've got Southampton. And in terms of players in, they brought in Ibrahima Diallo from Stard Brest. Carl Walker-Peters has made his loan move permanent from Tottenham. They brought in yeah. a promising young centre-back, Mohamed Salisu, FIFA legend yeah. from Real Valladolid. And a few Walcott's return to the club on loan from Everton. In terms of outgoings... He's going to be good, that Walcott. I've heard good things about him. <laughs> uh, he's, still, he's still a young player. <laughs> in terms of outgoings, they've got rid of uh, Pierre-Emil Hoybier uh, to Tottenham. Harrison Reed has made his loan move permanent to Fulham. Lamina, another midfielder, has also gone to Fulham. Cedric's gone to Arsenal after his contract has expired. Um, Premier League legend Maya Yoshida has gone to Sampdoria. Guido mm-hmm. Carrillo, absolute uh, Southampton icon, has gone to Elche on a free. Sofian Buffel has gone to Angers on, on a free. And Wesley Hurt has gone to Lazio on loan. This ain't a great window. No. Yeah. I mean, surely, surely even like someone like Buffel, you could have got like 15 million for, surely. If you yeah. played your cards right. Maybe five million pounds. <laughs> I think fifteen is a bit too much. But... Ten. <laughs> um, I think the problem is they've lost one of their key players and haven't really replaced them. Unless well, that's what Diallo's brought in. He's a defensive midfielder. Mm. Fair enough. 
But well, I mean, Hoiberg going is a big thing. Yeah. For them. I think making Kyle Walter Peters a permanent move is a good is good for them. Um, yeah, good for Tottenham. Good for them. But besides that, I really can't really think of much to say about this. It's just there's a lot of frees they've let go, and they've they're frees yeah. been with them a while. Suarez, Yoshida. Yeah, I think Yoshida they should have kept just because he's just been at the club so long, and he's a decent backup option. But I'm guessing yeah, he wanted but... more first team football. But I suppose if if you're at Southampton, you have got a chance to go to Sampdoria. I mean, fair play. Um, Maybe he just wanted to move on. It's just he's not going to do much, is he? Um, he's. I mean, it's just a loan deal, so whatever. Yeah. If he's not good, he can just go back to Everton at the end of the window. <laughs> I mean, Salisu, he looks amazing on FIFA, but wherever he will do it in real life, I don't know. I'm going to say for now, three out of ten. I think I'm going to give it a five. I think again, I'm thinking four. BSB. So I'm thinking four. But I think Walker Peters coming in is good business. Maybe Salisu can do. Good. See, like five, five means average window, but you said it was bad. I didn't say I, it was I bad. don't think it's. I don't think it's a good window. I think, yeah, obviously Hoy, Liz and Hoybier is bad, but they brought in a replacement for him. To be fair, I mean he's not proven, but they have tried to bring in a replacement. So yeah, like it's four turn for me. Okay. Yeah, I think it's fair. I think four is fair as well, but personally, I'll give it a five. Anyway, on to uh, back to London now. We have got Tottenham in terms of players. Uh, in Giovanni Lo Celso is joined on a permanent deal. Um, Sergio Regulon coming from Real Madrid. Matt Doherty is coming from Wolves. As we just said, Hoybier is coming from Southampton. Joe Hart, um, don't really understand this one, but he's coming from Burnley on a free. He's back up. He's back up. That's it. <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> um, going to be still. Obviously, club legend Gareth Bale is back on loan from Real Madrid. And they've also finally brought a backup striker, Carlos Vinicius from Benfica. Tens of players out. As we said, Carl Walker-Peters, he's gone to Southampton. Jan Vertonghen gone to Benfica on a free. Maybe they should have kept him. Maybe they shouldn't. Who, who knows? Uh, Oliver Skipper, promising young midfielder, has gone to Norwich on loan. He's been doing pretty well, from what I've heard. Uh, Juan Foyf has gone to Villarreal on loan. Ryan Session gone to Hoffenheim on loan. And Michel Vaughan, Premier League legend, has been released. So, Do you remember when Ryan Session was his next big breakout young English talent who was going to set the league on fire? I said this to a mate as a Spurs fan. It's just another example of big club signing young players and ruining them. <laughs> Coming from the Chelsea him. fan. Yeah, no, I know. I was looking for a bite off him. Um, yeah, Ryan Sessegnon's a shame, to be fair, because Fulham fans absolutely loved him. And uh, He was good for Fulham, though, as well. Oh, he was amazing for Fulham. Um, right, what do you two think of this one? Good window. Yeah. I mean, they at, the start, at, at the start of the window, when all they'd really brought in was uh, Hoybjerg. Yeah. Hoybjerg. Yeah. And. Um, Doherty, I wasn't sold. Yeah. But also, I mean, obviously, Lo Celso was really a signing from last season because it was a loan yeah. with a permanent buy. I don't think it was an option. Yeah. I think it was like a, you have to. Sorry, fee. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's they isn't got, that the same yeah. also with their new backup striker as well. Yeah, they got sure, a backup so... striker for this year. And who's no, who's but what I mean, yeah. what I mean is, isn't that also? I think, yeah, I think a it's a loan, buy? loan to um, mandatory buy. Yeah. 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 So, so they've got a new left back and new right back. They've got a new midfielder. They've got a backup striker, which they needed. And they thought, screw it, let's just get Gareth Bale as well. Um, and if, if Bale, the, like I say, Bale, the only big what if in my head is, are we getting Gareth Bale that we know or the Gareth Bale that's not really done well, it? From what we've seen just on the touchdown, he looks like a man who's happy again. He looks happy. 
or had yeah, he's got, anyway. go, he, he's got he a golf off- course at Enfield. So well, that's what I said. He, he, he did, it wasn't like he looked extremely unhappy sitting on the Madrid bench. He was laughing and having a joke, and he he, he loved winding the Madrid fans but up. From, from so the like, interviews as well, like from the interviews, he's like he t- he had things. He was like, "Oh, I'm funny at a club now, which appreciates me." And he was saying stuff like well, that. So. Yeah, just, but the thing is, just because he's happy to be there doesn't correlate to we're getting no, the course, Gareth but... Bale we that was so good for him in the past. But I'm, I'm going to get benefit of the doubt. Say he will be great for them. Mm. Um, yeah, I think this is a seven. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it sounds cliche on this, but the uh, the big thing they're missing is probably a centre back. Yep, I'm gonna give it an eight. I think they, again, apart from the centre back, they pretty much brought in everything they need to bring uh, positions they needed to fill. So, can I so, ask? So, how how come Tottenham bring in positions they needed to fill, but don't bring in a, a centre back that they needed? It's eight, but Liverpool do the exact same, and it's six. Because I just. Uh, oh, I've caught Liverpool, you there. I've caught you there. No, it's not. No, it's not just that. It's that you got to look at the position. Sorry, Tottenham, Tottenham brought, brought in more players in general compared to Liverpool. Um, Quality and, over uh, quantity. The other thing is, but Liverpool I think the thing the is, that Tottenham needed Tottenham needed these positions filled more than Liverpool needed their positions filled. Yes. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I don't. Know. Liverpool no, I think, it's a fair point, Anthony. It's a completely West. fair point. Um, but, but yeah, I, mean, I, I do agree. I think the problem with Liverpool, though, is like with just to quickly say it, they it's very hard when you're champions to like go out and bring players in because realistically, who can yeah. you bring in that isn't going to cost you a lot? Like, besides, like Thiago is, but the other two weren't, weren't first team players that are being brought in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think another great thing for Tottenham is once again, they've kept a lot of their stars as well. Kane. Son stayed, Kane stayed. Um, Ali <laughs> Hugo Lloris is still there you know Ali could still go out to the championship <laughs> but yeah so Tottenham I'm saying 7 Tottenham I'm saying is 7 um, you're saying 8 Stephen what are you saying Matt I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an 8 I'll be nice to them I'll give it an 8 I can see I can see why honestly I can my, yeah, my yeah. thing is yeah. I don't know if all of these signings will work yeah I mean, they've looked pretty decent so far, but we'll see. Anyway, so a uh, club at a different end of the table, we've got West Brom. In terms of players in, probably the biggest steal of the window, Grady Dianganar in from West Ham. Mateus Pereira has made his loan win permanent from Sporting. They brought in a backup centre-back, Cedric Keepre from Wigan, and, and a backup goalkeeper, David Button from Brighton. Brandon's Yeah, one of the weirdest signings of the window, Brandon's I honestly, for, I honestly didn't realise he was still playing football. Yeah, I would say that's higher by now. Um, I, would, also, I would just just quick side note. I was in Kensington a few weeks ago, and um, I, I was meeting a mate, and my mate saw Ivanovic in Kensington, and so I was literally about five minutes away from meeting my idol. <laughs> Absolutely gutted. <laughs> Sorry, posh, carry on. posh boy, posh boy, going out carrying on. Uh, Callum, I was going to the museum. <laughs> Callum Robinson has made his uh, low move permanent from Sheffield United. They brought in Conor, Gallag- uh, Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea and Philip Krovanovic has joined on loan for a second season. In terms of players out, nothing too notable. Jonathan Lecco is on to Birmingham. Oliver Burke's on to Sheffield United. Nathan Ferguson, obviously, they lost him on a free, which is a big blow for them. And Chris legend. Brunt, West Brom legend, has finally legend. left and gone to Bristol City. Yeah. So, Large up Chris Brunt. I always rated him. Yeah, I've had a wonder of a left foot, but this no is pace. This is a bit... This is a, this is better than films, you know. Yeah. 
like you could see like a lot of West Brom stuff was just getting in the play like um getting Pereira to be moved permanently is a good piece of business. He was excellent. Yeah. He's looked excellent yeah. for them. Big, big honor. For the fee as well, only eight million pounds or there are How, West Brom are what? They have not won they've got their one point from twelve, right? Which isn't great, but I don't think West Brom have looked terrible. Shock yeah, yeah I don't think they've looked terrible. I just think oh. they've I just think they're not they're not good. I, I think they're playing yeah. well. I just think the the caliber of their team is not as high as the teams they're up against. I'm expecting big things from Conor Gallagher. Absolutely, he looked, he looked pretty good when he was in the championship last season. What, what, what do you think, Stephen? I think for me, just bringing in Diangana for the fee they paid for him, I think that's the best probably deal of the window. To be honest, uh, I don't know. I mean, West Ham they must have had to have sold him because I just don't understand that at all. GSB uh, out. That I mean, that is it's just an amazing piece of business. So for that, just for that alone, I think I'm going to give them a seven. If they hadn't brought in Diangana, it would have been a much lower. But the fact that they've got him on a permanent for such I, a low I'm price, gonna, I'm going to say six because while I think it's a great bit of business, maybe maybe it's because I'm not as aware of him as you are. Because yeah. I watched him in the championship last season, he looked amazing. Yeah, like, just brilliant. Don't I think he, he, I think he would have started for West Ham if they wouldn't have sold him. To be honest, I think he's that good. Don't get me wrong, Ivanovic is one of my favourite Chelsea players of all time. Um, uh, but even when he was at Chelsea, his legs were gone. So. God knows. What age was he when he left Because he's got to be what? Like, he's 36 now. Right, he's I was going to say, he's got to be pushing the other side of 35 now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a six as well because, yeah, I don't watch the championship as much as Steven. Um, and I also Mateus Pereira as well. He looked amazing in the championship. Well, too, so. when, you, when your team's never been in the championship, you don't have much reason to watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But let's go up to GSB out, shall we? <laughs> yeah, West Ham, who have um, oh, Sullivan, only signed out. players from one club. And one of those was pretty much already arranged. So Thomas Suchek is coming from Slavia Prague. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of him. And they've also brought in Vladimir Kufal. Um, to be fair, it was a position, position they needed, so fair play. But as the players out, as I said, Grady Diagonans of West Brom. What the hell were they thinking? Albion Jetty has gone to Celtic, one of the weirdest, most random signings. Another striker flop, Jordan Hugill, has gone to Norwich. To be fair, I think he's a decent championship striker, but he's never going to make it in the Premier League. Uh, Josh Collins gone to Anderlecht. Roberto, one of the worst Premier League goalkeepers we've ever seen, has gone to Valladolid. And they have released three players, Pablo Zabaleta, Carlos Sanchez and Jack Wilshire. They've made that, a profit here. West Ham just, a, just yeah, made a profit. They they made. Love, of course they have. They love their money. They love it. <laughs> and also, like... Club. He could join Ivanovic at West Brom. <laughs> also, Zabaleta and Wilshire will have been on a lot of wages. So, yeah. releasing them is not awful. God, Wilshire, what could it, what could have been with Jack Wilshire? Man? I would hate to be a West Ham fan. Don't you just hate yeah. their owners? Yeah. Gold well, Sullivan Brady. Well, that, that's, I bet you West Ham fans are torn between the fact that they've been playing really well recently and the fact that if they continue to play well, their owners are safe. Yeah, it's mad. For me personally, I think this is the second worst transfer window. I think Burnley's the worst. I think this is probably second worst yeah. in terms of windows. Worse so, than Brighton? For, yep, definitely. Um, just because so West Ham needed players. I think Brighton, they have a decent squad. They just needed extra reinforcement. But West Ham, they need players. So, and they, I mean, they're a big club in Brighton too. So, for a club of West Ham's stature, I mean, for Brighton, yeah, they didn't bring in big players, but they're not a big club compared to West Ham. Yeah, fair Ham. enough. Yeah. So, to me, Masuchet was pretty much already prearranged. So I don't really count that, even though I think he's a brilliant player and they, he's a good player. Kufau, I mean, he looked good in his debut. 
But I think it's got to be a two out of ten. There's no love gone into this transfer window, is there? Again, Sonny <laughs> Diangonar's a big factors into that as well for me. Just well, I mean, yeah, you, 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 horrible, no, horrible decision. No, no, will tell you all about that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a two. It's a two out of ten for me as well. Yeah, I'm, I was I was wanting to say three, but I can't really think of an argument for why it should be three over two. Um, I think the only I think the they have to give it a in, one is because they needed a right back and they brought in one. So to be honest, I, th- I think the two players that have been brought in are good have, are good signings for them. Yeah, but they needed more. They only justified relegation last season. Needed more. Anyway, so on to like, our look last at Phil, look at look at Villa. Sorry, who were also in a similar position to West Ham, struggling for a lot last season. Villa have brought have had like brought in much better players that they needed. West Ham haven't. So, so yeah. on to our final team. We are uh, staying. Oh no! I'm sorry. I thought we were we we're just on West Brom. We weren't. But I was going to say going to the Midlands now. We've got Wolves, who have. Um, Really spent quite a lot of money. So Fabio Silva coming in for big money from Porto. Again, another football manager legend. Nelson Semedo in from Barcelona. What a big signing that is for them. That's uh, a very good signing. Kiana Hover, obviously, as we said, came in from Liverpool. They brought in experienced uh, centre-back Marcel from Lyon. Uh, they brought in Matias Sarkic from Villa on a free. And they brought in Vitinha from Porto on loan. And Ryan, I Nori, you guys might not know him, but in my Milan football manager, Save. He's pretty much one of the best left backs in the world for me. So, oh, he's he's excellent. I signed him onto yeah. as well because he's great cover and he can play. Like, and he's cheap because he plays line. in France. So, yeah, and he's eighteen. Yeah, I'm going for like twenty million pounds, and he's basically the best left back in the world now. But anyway, in terms of outgoing, obviously a massive loss. Diego Jota. I think that could really cost them really badly. Uh, the offloaded Helder Costa to Leeds. Matt Doherty has gone to Tottenham. They got rid of Will Norris, but who cares? In terms of loans, uh, Leo Bonatini has gone to Grasshoppers. Morgan Gibbs-White, a player who I would have kept around. I think he's a good young prospect. He's gone to Swansea. And Ruben Vinagre has gone to Olympiacos on loan. So, I think this is a very mixed transfer window for Wolves. They've brought in good players, but they've also lost good players. Well, here's the thing. So, Hector Costa was out on loan last year, wasn't he? Yeah. So, that, that's not as big a loss as, like... It, he it, start. He's not going to start for Wolves anyway. So I think Doherty and Jota are the two big ones. We're getting forty odd million for Jota when they only spent something I think like seventeen yeah. on him. But I look, I look, I look at Jota and like even even when he was at Wolves at the start of the season, they weren't even starting Jota. They were playing because um, I think he wanted to leave. Neto, Neto. I, th- yeah. I think they had a feeling. I think they knew Jota was going. I don't think that was as quick as it suggested. Fabio yeah. Silva, thirty-six million, is a big gamble. Uh, but I, I think the thing you have to look at Wolves and though as as a when is throughout the whole season we were hearing oh Ruben Neves is going to be leaving oh Adam Traore is going to leave Jimenez. Oh, Jimenez is gone they've kept all three and that's a, and they've still got um Jao Matinho they've got um, rid of Doherty and they've uh, they've they've got they've got his replacement in from Barcelona is it harsh um, to say that I think Semedo might be better. I, I think I potentially. I think it's the I fact that Doherty's very good. I think Smeda might technically be a better player, but I think Doherty brings something. Like he's been there for a while, and he he's been at the club for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean, it's like Wolves, besides Jota and Doherty, who they're not. They've just proven with Smeda coming in, weren't beyond end all departures. You know, Jota they've got more than enough stuff going forward to losing him isn't as big a deal as it was maybe a couple of years ago. And Doherty going, they've brought in a good replacement and they've brought in a young replacement. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. 
So <laughs> the thing is, the, the only downside to this transfer is they've lost Doherty and Jota. Overall, I I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad one. I think it's actually quite I good. Think ones. It, the I fact think they've it, yeah, kept all their players as well. It balances yeah. players with lost good players. It's two way street in this. Case. It balances. But like it I out. say, Wolves yeah. could have been like less the lesser team that won and just had all of their players picked. You know, like Mares and um, but Kante, like just picked like straight away. Wolves have kept a lot of their star players far longer than a lot of people thought. Like Gray Patricio still there, Conor Cody still mm-hmm. there. You know. Ruben Neves, like I said, Jean Matinho, Adam Traore, Raul Jimenez. So to me, that's a win. If you're a Wolves fan, you're sad to see Doherty and Jota go. I just but got you're happy that Finnegra. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I I'm gonna go six for this. Yeah, I think because like six. I say, yeah, I think if they had kept Jota, it's a seven or even an eight. Yeah. yeah. But because um, they've lost Jota and Jota, Doherty. Losing Jota's a bigger blow than Doherty, I think. Definitely. Well, especially because they brought in someone to replace Doherty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one less. I'm going to go five on the sole basis. They've balanced it out, but also 36 million for Fabio Silva might be too much. That works, though, considering he's a youngster. They mean, then can mm. sell him for lots if that works. It just has to work. I'm going to go five, yeah. We'll go five. Well, anyway, that is basically it. Um, obviously, we try something different this week because there aren't any fixtures next week. So, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Obviously, this video, uh, so this video, this podcast is going to be a bit longer than usual. But hey ho, you guys have got more stuff to listen to. So, win win, I guess. Yep. See you next week. Yep. Bye bye. Goodbye.